This is Season 1 Episode 2 of Beyond the Matrix, Introduction to the Real. In this episode, we will be bringing together the discussion in the complete series in relation to self-love and self-hatred with the two paths outlined in the first episode of this series. We talked in the last episode about how ego-recursive needs manifest the self as image, as form, visible, to the world around us. In effect, in this fashion, we are projecting our self-identity into the world, generating a recursive manifestation, which reinforces the I of self, the tautology of self, in the place of the real. In the complete series, we talked about how we manifest, through others, feelings of self-love and self-hatred such that our impulses towards each manifest scenarios in the world around us which bring those impulses out. An egocentric need, an ego-recursive need, generates self-love which manifests in the generation of form, begotten by form, our essence manifesting an essence in the substance of reality. It is recursive because it generates a tautology of self within the substance of reality, manifesting in reality according to narratives or scenarios which effectuate that affirmation. That is to say, when we import form into self, into identity, an objective into the subjective, we are begetting a recursive tautological event which recapitulates our integration with the world of forms, the artificial reality of the system. A need can thus be directed in two fashions. In the first, the need is directed into the substance of what is real, whereby it attains its satisfaction according to the manifestation of that need in the manifestation of what is real. In the second, that need is inverted, and becomes expressed through the affirmation of an external form imported inward, supplanting the true need with a rationalization of that need according to an external objective form. In the first case, comes the realization that in each moment we are complete and the need is met by the resources available to us in the moment. In the second, is a turning away from what is real, the reduction of that need to an external form, rendering us subsidiary to form begotten by form. In the arrangement of the objects of consciousness in our life comes this dichotomy. When we truly recognize all the resources we have available to us to access the real, to seek satisfaction of our need, we need not resort to external forms, tautological narratives, which recapitulate a begotten self. On the other hand, our unwillingness to see that our circumstances provide us the space for the satisfaction of our needs, regardless of circumstance, is to find gratefulness in those circumstances independent of our attachment to the world of forms. In this recognition of our true resources in the moment, the particular arrangement of forms in our life is to recognize kismet. To see that each moment represents a time for satisfaction of a particular need. When we yearn for company, but are in solitude, it is because satisfaction of the need can be found in our solitude, though we don't want to see it. What we need is always manifest in the substance of form, the particular arrangement of our objects of consciousness in the moment. From this we can see that the deprivation of a life is also its bounty. For in the moment we recognize our own circumstances, we begin to see opportunity where before we saw only attachment and unfulfilled desire. For every act there is a season. For every season a need. It is only in the recognition that the real presents us with scenarios suited to a particular expression, that we begin to see beyond the need for tautological ego-recursive narratives. 
From the telescopic world, we saw that the particular arrangement of the objects of consciousness in our life also demonstrates a relation to the objects of consciousness in the general, that is for the global actor. This arrangement was observed to produce a top-down feedback loop between the narratives of affirmation in the nine plates of each intersection. This tells us that the ego-recursive, tautological, I of a self of form, begotten by form, generates a projection into the world around us, the light of consciousness spilling down through the nine plates into our vessel. This means that the ego-recursive need represents a kind of second-hand consciousness, an importation of the objective form into the subjective. This form takes on the manner of the affirmational narratives of those within the general. Which is to say, the affirmational narratives of the other's tautological ego-recursive self become our affirmational narratives. This second-hand self, comprised of forms borrowed from the other, reformulate or refashion our needs according to their manifestations, by extension of their ego-recursive tautological selves. The alternative can be found in the recognition that no matter how dire one's circumstances, one maintains objects of consciousness which can manifest the real as the effectuation of a need. Let me give you an example. Suppose you are looking for a particular object, say a comb, because you want to comb your hair before you go to work. Let's say instead, when you go looking for that object, you find an audio recorder instead that you use to record notes while you are at work. The first object, the comb is a manifestation of the need for objective order in one's appearance, the second object a manifestation of the need for order in one's mind. The real manifests the second in your life in recognition that your hair is actually fine and you don't really need a comb, what you need is to reorder your thoughts to enable you to prepare for that meeting you have at 9.30 a.m. In other words, the particular arrangement of your objects of consciousness manifests according to your true needs, the needs known beyond the world of forms. The particular arrangement of the objects of consciousness denoted by the telescopic effect thus requires that one recognize the true need underlying the real. For the real doesn't manifest according to form, but according to true nature and substance. Further since we know that our local relation to the objects of consciousness mirrors those in the general, for the global actor, we can see that the true path toward manifesting the real is discovering the true needs that underlay the particular manifestation of our objects of consciousness. To go back to our example. If when you find the audio recorder, you react with anger, because this is not what you wanted, then you are rejecting the true need which resulted in the manifestation. If you keep looking for that comb, regardless of time, you may be late for work, further exacerbating the crisis created by your disordered thoughts. In other words, recognizing the manifestation of the need in the moment is part of knowing the real. Further, since we know that our worldview is a consequence of our emotive response to the particular arrangement of the objects of consciousness in our life, we must see that on proper reflection, only then can we move closer to the real, align our worldview, and act with duty to our objects of consciousness. For example, if in the alternative, we were to ask ourselves, why did I find the audio recorder when I wanted the comb? And then put it away for safekeeping in one's pocket, we might, while driving to work, practice what we might say at that important meeting, being truly focused and organized for the meeting, 
and achieve the recognition we were truly seeking when we sought the superficiality of the comb. More importantly, since the objects of consciousness in the particular, that is, locally, in our life, reflect the arrangement of the objects in the life of the global actor, to the extent we maintain the same worldview, we can see that in being carefully attuned to the real, gives one the ability to better manage one's relation to those objects, thereby accruing a common benefit. But not every true need is made manifest in such egoistic pursuits as a job or a career. If we are lonely, perhaps the real is made manifest in spiritual or intellectual pursuits. If we are lost, then perhaps the real is made manifest in exploration. For every season there is a need, for every context a pursuit. Only in recognizing this, is it possible to discover the true nature of the real. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.